Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 19 and meet me at verse 23, I believe. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 23. And we're going to pick up here. It says, Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Verse 25, when his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, who then can be saved? Look at verse 26. But Jesus looked at them and said, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Now, I'm inspired this morning by this passage of Scripture. I believe today you're going to get this from my secret chest, my treasure chest. This is something that I have studied to encourage myself, and I want to share it with you today. And I believe that I am called and I'm on assignment today to talk to someone specifically. I believe I have a prophetic word to declare today and that you will receive it and it will benefit your life. Somebody shout, that's me. And so I want to set the table where this passage is concerned. There was a rich man, if you read the entire chapter of Matthew 19, this rich man, he is running up to Jesus. Now, this rich man is someone that has consistent shelter. He has a place to live. He's got consistent shelter. He also has consistent clothing. He has clothes that he can wear. He has uh, different amounts of clothes. He has a variety of clothes. He has a diversity of clothes. He doesn't wear the same thing every single day. This rich man also has consistent food. He eats three times a day at least. He's not concerned what where he's going to eat. He's not concerned about what he's going to eat. I believe if he lived today, he would have a house that's full of great possessions. Great things are in the house and couches and TVs and electronics and, and he's got uh, bedrooms and multiple beds and multiple uh, televisions and a lot of different things inside of his house. He probably has multiple cars in his garage. This is a rich man. Am I talking about a rich man or am I talking about you? This rich man, you are rich, runs to Jesus. And he asked Jesus a very important question. He says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So this rich man is thinking about life after death. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says, why do you call me good? Do these five commandments. He says, I've done these five commandments. And then Jesus says, there's one thing that you lack. He says, everything you have, go and sell it all. And give it to the poor and then come follow me. Now, the issue with this rich man is that everything he has is what he places his value in. His trust is in all of the stuff that he has, whether it be his bank account, whether it be his 401k, whether it be his retirement 
account, whether it be his IRA, whether it be his Social Security, uh, all of his trust is in his possessions. And it's hard for a man who trusts in his possessions or in his things, it's very difficult for them to let go of their things and their possessions and to obey Jesus, which is to follow me. See, sometimes we look at what the rich man went through and we says, man, he had to give up all of his stuff, but we forget what he could gain, which is following Jesus. What a benefit it would be to follow Jesus. And I submit to you, I believe he said, if he would have said, you know what? I want to follow Jesus. I believe Jesus would have said, keep all of your stuff. I'm trying to locate where your trust is. And so we find here the disciples, the rich man went away sorrowful because he could not give away his possessions. He could not disconnect from his possessions. How often can you and I disconnect from our possessions? How, or do we get our, uh, our, our confidence in what we possess and what we have or what's in our bank account or what p- possession that we have is our confidence in things. And this is what Jesus tells the disciples. He says, it is hard. It is difficult for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. It is very, very hard for someone that has possessions, someone that's not concerned about where they're going to sleep tonight. Someone that's not concerned about what they're going to wear tomorrow. Someone that's not concerned about the cost of milk. Someone that's not concerned about what they are going to uh, sleep, where, where they're going to sleep and what they're going to wear and where they're going to eat. They're not concerned about these things. It is, it is really, really hard for a rich man to follow Jesus. And then he uses some uh, exaggeration. He, he says it is easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And he's telling the disciples, this is really, really difficult. And then they turn to Jesus and they say to him, well, then who can be saved? Well, I believe Jesus was a prosperity preacher. I believe Jesus preached prosperity. He, he said in John 10, 10, I came that, that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He talks about give and it shall be given unto you, right? He, he wants you to enjoy and have life. And, and sometimes enjoying life uh, can uh, have things and possessions that you can utilize. They're only tools that really will cause you to enjoy life. They're just things, but it can cause you to enjoy life a little bit better. Uh, Stacey and I were watching the football game yesterday and a guy had this massage thing under his shoulder. And it was on his shoulder pad, and the doctor was putting it under this shoulder pad, massaging like his back. And Stacy's like, "Ooh, I need one of those things. <laughs> That's going to help me enjoy life, right? It's just a thing. But things can help us enjoy life. And the disciples say, "Ooh, wow, you're a prosperity preacher, Jesus. I mean, you, <laughs> how can people get saved if it's hard for a rich man? And Jesus, in, in Mark's version of the same uh, story. Mark says it's the one that puts his trust in the riches. It is hard to transfer your trust in things than, in, than into God. And Matthew here tells us that Jesus says to them, well, this is impossible. I mean, it's hard, it's difficult, and now it's impossible for a rich man to follow Jesus. So it's impossible. But then he says to them, 
But with God, it's possible. And so I'm trying to figure out, okay, we, we're talking about salvation here and we get it, Jesus. If our trust is in our riches, then it's going to be very hard to obey God. It's going to be very hard to do what God tells us to do. When God tells us to go, give, sow, it's going to be very hard for us to do that because our trust is in riches. And it's going to be very hard to give our life to the Lord when we think we don't need anything else. I mean, think about uh, this is why I think in America it's been somewhat difficult for us to really preach the gospel because people have so much stuff. And we're telling people, you need God. And they're like, why do I need God? I got money. Well, when you need peace, why do I need peace? I'm going to go on vacation. (laughs) Right? I mean, what are you talking about? It's difficult. That's why in other countries the gospel is so accessible and ready because they're like, yes, I need God. But in America, we got so much stuff that it's hard for us to convince someone that you are not satisfied even with all of your stuff. And we got to get to the root issue because we see millionaires jumping off buildings, committing suicide because their stuff can't save them. And so from a salvation standpoint, Jesus is saying it's going to be hard for people to have stuff to follow me. But with God, this is possible. But how many of you know that when Jesus makes a statement, it's always deeper than what meets the eye? I want to go a little deeper with this statement today. He said, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And so which one is it, Jesus? Is it impossible or is it possible? And now we understand that impossible means that uh, you're lacking, uh, you don't have enough, or you can use this phraseology or terminology, it can't be done. And many of us today have in the society that we live in today, have heard people that we trust, whether it be medical professions, whether it be our bosses, whether it be financiers or even politicians, they'll say things even today. Well, you know, that's impossible. Here's a medical diagnosis and you're going to deal with that all of your life. That's impossible. Here is uh, your boss may tell you, you know, you don't have the capacity. You don't have the fortitude. You don't have the talent and the skill to go a little higher in your career. I mean, I just want to be honest with you. It's impossible for you to be able to do that. Uh, we, we hear it all the time in terms of this cannot be done. And we've been uh, catered to by uh, professionals that are really trying to tell us This can't be done. It's impossible and it can't be done. You're going to have to stay on that medication all of your life. You're going to have to deal with that back pain all of your life. You're going to have to deal with that skin disease all of your life. You're going to have to deal with not having enough money all your life. You're going to always have two and three car payments all of your life. You're never going to be able to pay off your house and those kind of things. You're going to have these issues. Your credit will always be bad all of your life. And they're telling you that these things cannot be done. But I think this is interesting. Jesus said it's impossible. And then Jesus says it's possible. Well, if something is impossible and it cannot be done, then something must be possible and it can be done. 
It can be done if it's possible. It's likely to be done. It's, it, it, you, you, you have the capacity to get it done if it is possible. And so Jesus is saying, on one hand, it's impossible. On the other hand, it's possible. So what is the determining factor? The determining factor is, who are you with? Say, who are you with? There used to be a comedian. He passed away by the name of Bernie Mac. And he used to say, who you with? Say, who you with? He used to say, the, who you with? That was, his, that was his brand. That was his tag. That was his phrase. Who you with? And so with men, if you're with men, things will be impossible. But if you're with God, all things are possible. And so we have to determine who are we with? If I am with men, or let me say it this way, if I see it the way men see it, then things will be impossible. If I see it the way someone's telling me to see it, and he's saying it can't be done, it can't be done, this is impossible, it can't be done, there's no cure for this, this can't be done, then I will begin to see things with men from an impossible way of looking at it. But if I'm with God, then I will begin to see things in a way that is very possible and very likely to happen and occur. So the difference is, who are you with? If you're with men, things are going to be impossible. But if you're with God, all things are possible. Now, I, I want you to see this on the screen. This is Matthew 1926 in the Weast translation. Matthew 1926 in the Weast translation. I want you to see this here. If it's not on the screen, I'll have it on my notes. We got it there? There it is. In the Weiss translation. Watch this. And Jesus, having turned his eyes upon them and having considered them, said to them, in the presence of men, watch this, as men look at this, it is impossible. But in the presence of God, as he looks at this, all things are possible. And so from this verse and this translation, it is how we look at a situation that determines if it's impossible or if it's possible. And so follow me. If you are with men, you're going to see things the way other men see them. And if you see it the way other men see it, you're going to see your limitations. You're going to see what you can't do. You're going to see what can't be done. You're going to look at and see what uh, the hindrances that, that are going to take place. And you're going to see things the way men see things. And then things become impossible. But if you're with God, somebody say, I'm with God. And you'll begin then, if you're with God, you'll begin to see things the way God sees things. And when you're with God and with the word of God, you'll begin to see that all things are possible. God's never going to tell you that something's impossible. God's never going to tell you that it can't be done. God's never going to tell you that you can't do that. God's never going to tell you that this can't, there's no cure for this. 
God's going to say, if you're with me, all things are possible. Or if you see it the way I see it, then you will see possibilities. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, I see it the way God sees it. We, when we begin to see it the way he sees it, everything becomes likely to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you begin to see it the way he sees it, things will begin to come to pass in your life. When you begin to see it the way he sees it, you're going to receive the manifestation of what people said you cannot have when you can see it the way he sees it. And so with men, it's impossible. And then let's take the word, that word impossible. Look at that word impossible. Just put the spelling of that word in your brain right now. Impossible. God looks at impossible and he sees I'm possible. Mm. He looks at that and says, I'm possible. It's how we look at it. How do we look at it? And I can tell who you are with. Listen to me now. This is important. I can tell who you are with by how you talk. And how you talk will tell me who you are with. If you are talking about how bad things are right now, you are with the news media. You're with CNN. <laughs> You're with Fox News. If you are, are talking about how how something is not cannot be cured in your body, then you are with the medical profession. You're with the doctors. I like doctors, don't get me wrong. I, doctors and preachers should be on the same team, but my God can do some things that the doctors can't do. Come on, somebody. I, I can listen to how you talk. When, when you are talking about woe is me and look at little old me and my life means nothing. You are with the devil. You've been spending time with him. You've been sad. You've been depressed. He's been talking to you. And so you are with him when you start talking that way. And, and here's the key. It's not even what you say about you that matters. It's what are you listening to that matters. See, you can lie and say some things about you and try to impress me, but then you're listening to some buffoonery somewhere else. You can say, oh, I'm the, I'm, I'm the blessed and highly favored, I'm the just of the Lord, and all things are going well, and then you listen to some dummy who's telling you that can't be done, that can't be done. That can't be done. And then you become what you listen to. So it, the, the question is not, not even necessarily what you are saying, although that's important. Who or what are you listening to? Or who or what are you listening for? Because that determines who you will be with. A good friend of mine says this, and I'm going to butcher his statement. But he says it this way. He says, who or what you are listening to will determine the quality of the life that you will live. He says a lot better than that, but that sounds good. Who or what you are listening to will determine the quality of life 
that you live. So if you're going to listen to someone that says it can't be done, you can't get that done. Even if God was with you, he can't get that done with you. Then you are going to be limited by what you are listening to and things will be impossible for you. But if you will spend time with God and spend time with his word and see things the way God sees it and begin to look at things the way God looks at it, then you will take the word impossible out of your vocabulary and you'll begin to see that this is possible. This can be done. This can get better. I can feel better. I can be healed. My bank account can increase. I don't have to live paycheck to paycheck anymore. My kids will grow in the admonition of the Lord and they will grow to know the Lord. It is possible that they can grow up in this dark world and be bright shining lights in this world. It is about who you are with and who you with, say who you with will determine what's impossible and what's possible for you. So when I am, uh, full disclosure, if I'm down or I'm sad or I'm depressed and I don't see how God's going to fulfill the promises in my life, I have to take a step back and say, what have I been listening to? I have to ask myself, what have I, okay, I've been listening to my own thoughts. I've been listening to Pookie and Ray Ray talk about how they ain't, they ain't never going to go no further than where they are. And I'm listening to them, and now my thoughts are determining impossibilities for me. But if I can get in the word of God and begin to see that all things are possible because I am with God, and when I'm with him, I see things the way he sees it. And when I see things the way he sees it, all of God's promises are now in play. And then I can begin to release my faith and access God's grace because I'm with him. He's given me something I don't deserve, his grace. And by faith, I access his grace. And now things become possible for me. I'm preaching better than you saying amen in here today. But all things are possible when you realize who you are with. Say, I'm with God. God. Now, let's look at Genesis chapter 14, verse 18, real quick. Genesis chapter 14, verse 18. Watch this. And it says here, oh, I I put the wrong verse. That's not the right verse. Well, I got the wrong verse in my notes, but here, this is very familiar. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I asked a question. Is anything too hard for the Lord? No. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. So when you're with God, there's nothing too hard for him. Who are you with? In Numbers chapter 11, verse 23. Numbers chapter 11, verse 23. This is in the New Living Translation. Then the Lord said to Moses, has my arm lost its power? Now you will see whether or not my word comes true. Has my arm lost its power? No. Anytime we begin to think that something is too hard for God or that God has lost its power, that is determining who or what we are listening to. And if we are not listening to God, we will begin to see things as being impossible. 
But when we are listening to him, we understand that God's arm has not lost its power. Let's look at Job 42, verse 2. Job 42, verse 2. This is in the New Living Translation. I know that you can do anything and no one can stop you. Glory to God. Say that. I know that you can do anything and no one can stop you. Glory to God. When you look at God, you know that he can do anything and not a doctor's report can stop it. Not, not your bank account can't stop it. Not what Pookie and Ray Ray talking about can stop it. God can do anything. And you know, I like to say this. He can get anything to you too. From anyone, anywhere, at any time, God can do anything. Let's look at Zechariah chapter 8 verse 6. Zechariah chapter 8 verse 6. This is in the New Living Translation. It says, this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. All this may seem impossible to you now, a small remnant of God's people, but is it impossible for me, says the Lord of Heaven's armies? No. This is a question. Is it impossible for God? No. Let me ask again. Only about three people know that. Is it impossible for God? No. 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 It is not impossible for God. It will seem impossible to you depending on who you are with. This is why it's important to determine who you are with. Who are you listening to? Who are you talking to? Who are you hanging around with? Because who you're with will determine what's possible and impossible for you. But if you're with God or you're with the people of God, and I like to talk to and hang with people that think much bigger than me. I love talking to them because here I am thinking about this, and they're thinking on a whole nother level. Who you with will determine what's possible or impossible for you. Who are you with? And talk to people that'll stretch your thinking. Talk to people that'll cause you to think that God is with you. And you can get anything done. Because you are with God and God is with you and it can be done. Say that, say that with me. It can be done. Say it again. It can be done. That doctor's report. It can be done. Paying your house off. It can be done. Paying off your credit card. It can be owning your own business. It can be having a healthy marriage. It can be done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. It can be done because you are with God and God is with you. It can be done. Take the limits off of God. Take the limits off what you think he can do. Take the limits off what you can do. You can move from an apartment to a house. It can be done. It can be done. I said it can be done. It can be done. Hallelujah. It can be done. You begin 
to look in God's word. And I'm looking at his word and we sung about this earlier. It, it, what is it? Even when I'm moving. It, there you go. I sing it from the front row. Even when I can't see, you're working. Even when I can't see. See, see when, when you start looking at what you can see, you'll start seeing impossibilities. You'll start seeing limitations. You'll start seeing uh, inactivity and, and what is going on. I mean, I've been after this and I've been going after this and I still feel like I'm in the same place as I was yesterday. But even when I can't see, God is still working. Hey, hallelujah. He is working when I can't see. He is making things that are impossible possible. He is changing and rearranging things even when I can't see it. Things are getting better for me right now. My dreams and visions are coming to pass for me right now. Those promises that the Lord has spoke to my heart are possible for me right now. I am not too old. I am not too young. Can I get some help in this house? I am not too old or not too young. God is bringing those things to pass in my life. God is bringing it to the past because it is possible with God. All things are possible. God can get it done. He can get it done and he can use you and I to get it done. Let, let's look at Luke chapter 1 verse 37. Watch this. This is when Jesus was talking. I'm sorry, this is not when Jesus, forgive me. This is when God was talking to Mary about being pregnant with Jesus. And I don't want to go through the whole story, but I want you to look at verse 37. The angel says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Watch this. With God. Say, with God. With God. Now watch, it's, it, now this is the condition. Not with men, with God. Who you with? With God, nothing, not one thing will be impossible. With God, all things are possible. It's just another way to say it. With God, nothing will be impossible. Now, uh, in one translation, I was doing some study on this, and it says no divine promise is powerless. No divine promise is powerless. Glory to God. When there's been a divine promise by God, the power that it takes is already wrapped around that promise to bring itself to pass in your life. No divine promise is powerless. And I wrote this down. No word of God is devoid of power. No word of God is devoid of power. If you've got a word from God and you found that word in the word of God, and God has maybe given you a rhema word of God. In that word is the power in and of itself to bring it to pass. And I like what Mary said the next verse in verse 38. When, when the angel said, for with God nothing's impossible. In verse 38, Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. Right then is when she conceived. How many of you are pregnant with the word of God this morning? 
you are pregnant with God's word, you can see being unto me according to your word. Uh, one, one particular guy that I know I had told him about, now this is an unsaved guy, okay? And I had told him about that, um, you know, I've always had a joy of riding airplanes and and, um, you know, I, I've, when I was little, I wanted to fly airplanes. Many of you know my story. I wanted to be a pilot. I wanted to fly. And, and some of that's coming back. I might take some lessons here. Who knows? Some of that's coming back. And I told him, I said, you know, one day, man, I said, I might just get my pilot's license. And he, this is what he said. Unsaved dude. He said, you're going to have your own plane one day. Now, I wasn't thinking at that for that moment. But when he said that, guess what I said? Be it unto me according to your word. Now in the natural, I don't got that kind of money to have that kind of luxury. But I'm with God. Mm. I'm not with you. I'm with God. I'm not limited to what you got. I'm with God. And because I'm with God, all things are possible. That healing is taking place in your body right now because you're with God. That finances that you need is coming in right now because you are with God. That wisdom that you need is happening right now because you're with God. There have been dreams and visions. If I'm talking to you, stand up. There have been dreams and visions that God has placed in your life. They're coming to pass because you are with God. All things are possible because you are with him. There's nothing that's impossible. Don't let no one tell you that you can't get it done. It can be done. It can be done. It can be done. You might be the first one to get it done, but it can be done in the name of Jesus. All things are possible because you are with him and he is with you. And, and listen, this, this is how faith works. This is how faith works. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So I just gave you a word this morning that with God, it can be done. I gave you something to say. All week long, you should be saying it can be done. It can be done. Oh, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time learning this at work and, or I'm having a hard time with this employee or one of my employees. I'm just having a difficult time. It can be done. This relationship can be fixed. It can be done. I'm having a hard time with my family. I'm just, things are going on with my extended family. It's really difficult. God, with God, it's possible to have a good relationship with your family members. I said it can be done. It can be done. I've given you something to say. It can be done. You can release your faith. It can be done. Start to dream again. Lift up your hands right now. I want you to start to dream again. Start When you were a kid, you used to dream. You used to dream, and it's time to dream again. All things are possible with God. It can be done. It can be done. It can be done. Begin to dream again. Hallelujah. Now, with God, listen to me. Now, look at me. With God, all things are possible, but all things are not instant. With God, you're going to have to add patience to your faith and be consistent and constant and remain the same, realizing that it can be done. This is how you experience true life. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander. 
pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead. Thank you.